Hey guys, welcome back to Staying Hungry. Today, we're going to talk about virtual reality and augmented reality and how that's going to affect your reality. Uh, to start it off, we'll kind of give you some definitions of augmented reality and virtual reality. And I'm going to let Mitchell take that over. Yeah, so um, we kind of started out, I guess, with virtual reality. And that's where your entire view, um, you're typically looking into like a headset, is being um, overlaid with um, a, another movie or image. Um, so a lot of times you'll see that maybe you're um, down somewhere in the ocean uh, looking around, um, maybe in space. Um, so you really can't see anything that's going on around you. You're, you're kind of uh, isolated in this different world. Um, and then augmented reality is when you can still um, see what's going on around you. Um, but on top of that, we've got you know, images of um, various things that are added to the scene to kind of um, help um, augment what's going on and allow you to see you know, maybe a video game on top of your floor or um, what a new product that you're gonna buy on Amazon might look like. Um, that's kind of what those are. It's awesome. Appreciate that. So I hope you all kind of got a better understanding if you don't know what those are. Um, but we'll kind of get into how augmented reality started. Um, so if I remember correctly, they were kind of these binoculars that you would look through and have a picture over it. Is that correct, Mitchell? You could kind of you put it quarters in, and then yeah, that so was kind of, that was kind of like the start to it. Yeah, I've seen these like antique machines where you, you know, put a little bit of money into them, and you look through these little goggles, um, where it's just basically got a picture, or a set of pictures, um, and it's backlit by a light, um, and that's kind of the earliest version of like virtual reality that I've seen. Um, you know, a lot of times those were like peep shows or, or adult uh, entertainment type things. Um, but I think that's kind of where virtual reality started. Um, you know, I guess augmented reality. We've had, you know, various different devices and stuff that overlay images on top of the real world. Um, kind of HoloLens is Microsoft HoloLens was a big one. Google Glasses kind of augmented what you were seeing and added things on top of that. Um, and then we're kind of seeing, you know, more uh, competitors come out day by day. It seems like with the augmented reality, it's a hard marketplace. Mm -hmm. like, man, that's probably because of how new it is. And it's really, yeah. most, of the, most of them are pretty damn expensive. And it's like, you can't... Yeah, it'll take a, it'll take a couple of years, but uh, eventually it'll probably become more of a, you know, just regular thing you'll see on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went to uh, like a little session where they were showing off the, the Microsoft Hololens, and um, I remember I think they were like two to three grand um, for a Hololens, and you know, weren't real accessible to most people. And so um, I went to that to go check it out. Um, and it is really, it's really amazing what they're doing um, thus far with the technology as far as 
mapping the room and the space that you're in and then accurately overlaying um, things on top of that like you know a globe or a chair or something like that um, but it is a big challenge to um, to map out this space and especially like I've seen Magic Leap who also makes these headsets um, as of pretty recently they've had a lot of trouble with um, mapping outdoor spaces and overlaying things on top of those um, so there's definitely a big technological challenge there um, and it does take like a fair amount of computing power um, with Magic Leap um, you've got this little external computer that you wear on your waist that does all the, the graphics processing probably has a GPU a pretty hefty GPU in there and then with like the HoloLens um, You've got this real bulky headset that's got the computer um, graphics inside of it that is processing everything but I think it's gonna be difficult to you know I mean it'll happen over time we'll shrink this technology down and it'll be easier to uh, to fit inside a compact space that we we really need it to but right now at the beginning you know we're seeing these these big bulky headsets or separate computers that you have to have attached. No, yeah, I definitely agree it's going to take some time before we really shrink them down. And to really make them, you know, regular size like glasses, that's my hope, is where you could literally just put on a regular set of glasses like yours or mine, mm -hmm. and you could literally just like click a button and it'd be augmented reality. Right. That's going to take, you know, years and years of development to kind of shrink it down. And probably it would have to be completely custom built, you know, motherboards and stuff like that. They would have to fit inside of glasses. It would be, but who knows? Yeah, I think probably, like, probably incorporate like, you could probably incorporate like the fiber optic, like fiber. Yeah. Yeah. Something probably. like that. Um, you know, You're small enough. In the wireless aspect, you would really need like some high throughput connection. Um, I, I, you know, something way higher throughput than like Bluetooth, for say, um, like a radio yeah. frequency connection between. Yeah, but that, is that even going to be high enough? Like that's, I don't like at that point. There's also that danger aspect to it because you don't want to have some yeah. throughput device that is putting out like tons and tons and tons. You know, because it does produce any device that has some sort of interference radio and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or even just that signal strong enough could have bad health effects. Yeah, um, I guess our best bet is to just shrink this shrink technology down enough to where it does fit inside of the headset um, in a non-bulky way. Um, I think, you know, in the interim, we kind of have to look at you know other ways of doing this kind of like magic leap has done where they've got this external computer that's um, feeding into the glasses and doing all the processing you know there's lots of like cameras and stuff on these devices um optic sensors light sensors things like that they probably, they probably got even a laser on there to see like yeah to I map mean, out the depth and stuff yeah yeah um there's just a lot of processing that goes on there. Um, 
so I think you know that's kind of got to be taken into account um, and you know we've got to figure out how to get that to the right size to where it's a comfortable device um, to wear but I think first and foremost is like you know uh, uh, progressing this technology to a point to where it's it's uh, comfortably usable and you're trying to get to this 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 fine line of making it to where you can't really tell that this is being augmented because at that point it becomes transparent and you you gain a lot from being able to make this kind of a seamless um, pers you know perception into to what you're looking at and how you're perceiving it um, which I think goes past the glasses like at that point you've got to look into other ways to augment what you're seeing other than like overlaying some headset on your vision right yeah yeah um, I totally agree um, it'd be interesting to see how that's going to play out and what people come up with I mean I'm not necessarily a fan of Magic Leap's idea mm -hmm. I think that's really bulky and like that's kind of like it seems like some companies and a lot of companies I'm sure tend to do this but they just kind of slam something together and they say hey this works so let's slap a label on it and sell it how yeah. cool I'm sure there's tons of idiots out there that are going to buy it but is that true innovation or is that just trying to get something to sell like, right. true innovation would be let's push some boundaries here let's tread a new pathway you know let's make our own that's right. true innovation right yeah I mean I think um, you really have to put some some money and effort into developing something that can um, not be just this this bulky headset that you wear um, something that interfaces with the brain um, and somehow allows you to um, control what you're seeing through um, directly through the brain we've talked about this on our last episode kind of Elon Musk has touched on this but you know it's it's got to be um, from my opinion it's got to be something that just kind of sits on the brain and um, controls the different um, areas of the brain and you know we've got to figure out what do we have to stimulate um, to show an image um, and that's going to be you know it's going to be a little ways away because we're looking at things like um, what people are dreaming or sleeping and we're trying to figure out you know how do we um, how do we visualize what they're seeing and, and show that on a screen um, and that's really been pretty hard thus far I mean, I it's totally understandable. Uh, like those, the brain is such a weird thing. I mean, have you you've heard of uh, was it plasticity? I believe is it. Yeah, like neuroplasticity. Yes, yes. Um, so there's been like cases where that could be. That's well. Why I'm talking about plasticity is because trying to find what aspects of the brain do what could be difficult because plasticity when people yeah. there, there, there's a case when there was a girl that was younger she got she had to have half of her brain 
literally down the middle, cut off, mm-hmm. right? And so since she was so young, the rest that she was completely normal, like for mm-hmm. because neuroplasticity pretty much assigned the brain different parts of those than you know whatever needed to be handled. Mm-hmm. So that could also call for is every person's brain going to be the same and handle the sa- handle things the same way? Probably not. So they would probably have to come up with some way to, you know, map individuals. Right. Uh, be a, pretty much like, it'd be like brain mapping. I mean, me and you have done that before. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it'd be more of an in-depth thing to kind of figure out what areas of their brain do they do these tasks. Um, and it'd probably take a couple weeks. I don't know how yeah. powerful... You know, it's extremely advanced stuff and um you know we're just kind of like just now pushing some of the boundaries of these things and um we've got a long ways to go in learning about what you know controls what in the brain um and you know i think we're we're working hard on that but um at the same time it's it's like you know it is moving pretty slowly but i think that's kind of the key is um you know figuring out how to control visuals directly through the brain versus just kind of overlaying something on what you're seeing um that's when it gets real and um tangible and turns into something uh really cool where i think you know you start getting to the point to where it starts changing everything in life, you know, um, anything from going on a trip to having a conversation with your best friend. Um, those are things that really, um, could change a lot by this, but I think there is a ton of innovation and improvement that has to be made, um, before we can get to that point. And, you know, it's hard to tell, how far exactly away without really digging into those areas we are with this stuff yeah yeah i completely agree it's gonna be it's gonna it is kind of hard to tell you know how much farther we have to go so that will actually happen and um i'm very interested to see how it's actually going to affect you know everyday life i mean i do have my hunches i've you know kind of thought about how you know augmented reality and virtual reality could affect people's anxiety levels it could change people's reality you could derealize and for those who don't know what derealization is it's basically where you uh, it's like a third person kind of thing experience so it's where you're almost like pushed back from reality so i have a kind yeah. of feeling i have a feeling that augmented reality may not do as much but virtual reality with people's uh addictive personalities you know like yeah nowadays with buying stuff i mean that's gonna be a dopamine release right because like yeah. they can create their own reality they're gonna get addicted to it mm-hmm. and that could eventually if they do it too much just flip what they right. believe is real right yeah i mean if you think about how advanced this could get and you know how much we could actually control um, our senses, you know, if we can figure out the visuals, if we can figure out 
smells, sounds, um, touch, you know, all of our senses, if we can get those figured out, how to augment those, um, I was just thinking about like, you know, vacations, um, if, if you figure it out well enough to where you're really immersed into this virtual world and you don't know that you're, you're actually just sitting somewhere with this thing on your brain, um, it's, it's scary, but at the same time, the, um, the things that you can do there are, are pretty amazing. Um, as far as, um, you know, okay, I want to go to Hawaii. Okay, well, we have, you know, the whole island of Maui mapped out. So now you can go take a little virtual vacation there. You can see the sights. You can smell the smells. You can feel the, the wind, the water, um, the resistance of the water. All that stuff, if that gets to a point to where it's good enough, um, I think then... You know, it, it really um, has the potential to um, change a lot of things and how we interact with the world. And, you know, motivation, if all you have to do is buy this headset um, or whatever, this, this lace that goes on top of your head, um, and you can go anywhere in the world um, that's been mapped out, you know, it's like, all right, well, what does that do to motivation, right? Because you're um, not really motivated to save up money to go to this place or whatever. Once you have that headset, it's kind of like the keys of the kingdom are there. So kind of how do we, how do we really, um, how does that affect your life? Your mental health will be a big thing. Um, I think those are all things that are going to be greatly affected by um, advances that we see in, in the augmented virtual reality um, kind of industries. No, I completely agree with that. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how that exactly plays out. I think mental health is going to be a huge, you know, thing there. There's probably going to be tons of warnings on, you know, like advanced augmented reality sets and virtual reality sets. Um, now, I guess... A recent movie that came out, I don't know if you heard about it, you know, Ready Player One? Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I heard about it. Now, I would recommend that movie to anyone because it kind of, it really does almost show where we could go with virtual reality, kind of the video game industry. I mean, basically, you've got touch. I mean, they, they show like a suit in there that basically gives electrical impulses to simulate touch mm -hmm. so I mean it kind of it gives a it gives a good sci-fi you know throw to things yeah yeah I mean I think uh, the video game industry would be heavily impacted um, entertainment definitely I mean if you could feel like you're just think about movies and stuff if, if it's like you're sitting there part of the action you're on set you know you're you're feeling everything it's raining on scene you're feeling that rain you you know you're turned around one way and you hear the actors you know yelling or talking behind you um i think it's kind of it can be amazing how advanced that can get um and so you know i i i 
just there's so many industries there um just like you know jeffrey and i are in separate states um if we were able to to wear this um this headset and you know communicate to each other and um be you know in the same virtual space and it you know we couldn't tell any difference it just felt like that's where we were um i think that'd be pretty amazing no i i agree uh being able to kind of traverse great distances with virtual reality and be able to just almost be somewhere instantly Mm -hmm. it'd be amazing and plus like being being able to be anyone you want to online like think of that Mm -hmm. like that would be (laughs) that's going to be a huge selling point because you could I mean, there'd be chat rooms. There could be tons of stuff. Yeah. And that's kind I of mean, ties back to the inter- entertainment industry. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be weird to see what kind of laws are in place for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's going to have to be a lot of um, regulations in place to kind of keep things um, safe. And there's going to be a lot of research that gets done on it. And um, we'll kind of just have to see where that goes um i think we're kind of uh nearing the end of our episode for today um so definitely thanks for coming and listening to our deep dive our first episode um you know let us know what you think about it um give us some feedback um did a little bit shorter for the for the deep dive episode um we'll do a little bit longer for the um for the kind of general um back and forth episodes uh so if you want to get notified um of when we're releasing new podcasts either subscribe to us um or you can go follow us on twitter for notifications at stay h podcast or on instagram at staying hungry podcast um and we'll definitely keep you up to date there um you can kind of give us some support by following those channels um Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Friday for a general back-and-forth episode. Thanks.